There are two ancient traditions that shape the sacred liturgy of this Sunday, Palm Sunday of the Lord's Passion. One is the custom of a procession in Jerusalem to commemorate the Lord's own triumphant entry into the Holy City. Another is the ancient custom of the reading of the Lord's Passion in Rome. This year, we do not hear the account of the Lord's regal entry into Jerusalem because of the conditions surrounding the coronavirus pandemic. But we can recall from previous years the sobering reality that this exuberance of greeting Christ as a king turned quickly to rejection. The words from Isaiah about the suffering servant of the Lord and then the solemn proclamation of the Lord's passion and death remain with us as we enter into Holy Week. Let us not dismiss any mental images or emotions that come to us so that we may be more moved and more encouraged to enter into the holy nature of this coming week, keeping companionship with our Lord in the midst of all our other activities. What I want to draw our attention to today is the beautiful hymn that forms the second reading from St Paul's letter to the Philippians. This admirably summarises the whole of Christ's paschal mystery for us. And it is worthy of repeated reading during this coming week. First we should take note of the contrast between Jesus, who humbled himself to become man, and Adam, who asserted himself in order to become like God. Christ willingly lowered himself from his divine state and took on our human nature. Then voluntarily he took on the immense suffering of his passion and death, not for his own sake, but entirely for our sake. He did what was repugnant to nature, and to the human will, so that we might be restored to friendship with God. And not only to friendship, but to enjoy an adopted family relationship with the Blessed Trinity. In the agony in the garden, remember he said, If this chalice may not pass away, but I must drink it, thy will be done. It is both Christ's free act of the will and his free decision to do this that is important. God the Father did not force Christ to do this, but rather Jesus did it because of the great love he has for the Father and the great love he has for us. It was this great love, this immense charity, that made him able to be obedient which was opposite to Adam. Christ did not have to do anything for us, but he loved the Father and therefore obeyed. Adam owed God everything, 
but loved his own desires more and therefore disobeyed God. Because Christ was obedient unto death, even death on a cross, he made amends super abundantly for the disobedience of Adam. That word superabundantly is important because it helps us to enter into Holy Week with a renewed wonder for what Christ has done for us. You see, God chose a way not only to discharge the debt we owed him because of our sins, but also so that we could fully earn the recovery of his friendship and indeed of his fatherhood. This happened because Christ was a representative of the human race, being completely and fully human himself. He willingly and freely made the sacrifice of himself, and his sacrifice was pleasing to God, because he was God's beloved Son, and he was without sin himself. Even more so, Christ was a divine person, And so the act of his self-offering was infinitely precious in the eyes of God. All those factors taken together mean that what Christ did for us was capable of blotting out not only original sin, but all the sins that mankind had ever committed or would ever commit. Without needing to do so, And owing nothing to us, God exacted this form of redemption to show his boundless love for us, to make us understand the hatefulness of sin and to move our hard hearts towards him who is love itself. Christ did not live his life for himself, but for us. From the first moment of his incarnation in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary to his death for our sins and to his resurrection for our justification. Christ is the perfect man who invites us to become his disciples and follow him. As we enter into this holiest of all weeks of the year, let our faith be deepened as well as our emotions stirred. May contrition for our sins and true repentance be given to us so that we may enter worthily into the paschal mystery of our redemption. Let us live this week closely united to Jesus, our suffering Saviour. Through his grace, may we be plunged deep into his dying and his rising. Glory.